Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, guys. Nick Wilson, Spencer Sherman, back for the final segment. We begin, as we always do, with the Michigan Panic Meter, which at some point we will get a graphic for, as of right now, the five... <laughs> Levels of uh, panic for Michigan are gray, light gray, white, light scarlet, and scarlet. Uh, after the Wisconsin win, but but more just the the Honda McCord awful performance, I moved back to light scarlet, and that is where I will stay today. I do not have an update. There's no reason to panic more. Uh, yeah, I'll keep it quick too. I'm I'm staying where I'm at, just in the the light scarlet. I think I've pretty much been. I've I basically built an entire community there. I'm just hanging out, you know, starting a family, all of it in the in the light scarlet category. So, um, I I I don't know. Maybe uh maybe Jim Harbaugh saying in his press conference this week that he's got a one track mind, which he's looking to, he's looking to that Ohio State game, knowing what he's got to do. Maybe that makes me a little more fearful that Michigan's just going to use this as motivation. But uh, I'll stay in the light scarlet for now. It's too early to live in our fears. That brings us to fourth <laughs> and long. Our opportunities, or fourth and short, I think is actually what it's called. Or fourth and long. It's definitely one of those two bits. Um, so our first one here, this is the question. Brian Ferentz is going to be resigning at the end of the year. In no way is he being forced out. Uh, is Brian Ferentz leaving Iowa actually a bad thing for the rest of the Big Tw- uh, Big Ten? I'm just thinking about the uh, unemployment sign for the Halloween costume. That's actually better than what I came up with, but it's, it's still pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I think – I don't know. Like, is Iowa ever going to get these, these recruits that are going to make their offense like this explosive thing? Like, this is just kind of all – even pre-Brian Ferentz, like this has just always been – Iowa's way they, they they don't put up a ton of points on you they play with really good defense they uh their their top exports in the state are corn and tight ends and that's just kind of what they do so I don't know like does it is it a maybe a little bit of concerning because you're like well maybe they get somebody in there who can really who will actually do better offensively and and put up more of a fight then yeah I guess so but when in terms of like the Ohio State angle which is what we're supposed to do on this show is take the Ohio State angle on things um, like, am I fearful that when Ohio State has a competent quarterback under center and the talent that they're constantly bringing in, that they're going to lose to Iowa or struggle against Iowa? No, not really. I think they're going to bring in a better offensive coordinator. And there were times like this is the first time Kirk Ferentz has actually had any level of heat. And by the way, he's 
He hasn't had a losing season since 2012. How hard do you think that was, by the way, for him to basically fire his own son? Oh, I don't think it was that hard. No, I <laughs> no. And, and I, I've that's going to be awkward. That's going to be awkward, though, at uh, family gatherings. Brian Ferentz knows how. And here's the actual. Here's the crappy thing. Brian Ferentz, if he never goes back to Iowa, is probably in the line to be a Power Five head coach right now, or. Um, like an NFL offensive coordinator, because he was actually the O line coach for a long time. Or for sorry, he was a assistant O line coach and then an O line coach for New England for a couple of years. And like he kind of just w- needed to wait for the right thing. Instead, he went home with dad, and it has hurt his career. He might actually never get like a decent job again, or he might have to do the the uh, the Lane Kiffin start at the bottom. He go should all go the way coach back. at like one of the the. Uh like army or Navy or air force, like, and, and just do the wing T that's basically what he, uh, the triple option stuff. Don't ruin any one of those institutions. <laughs> Moving to the second one here. Minnesota is currently the leader in the West. Would Ohio state, Minnesota would, would a big 10 title matchup between those two be compelling in any way? Uh, no, I don't think so. Um, I, I, I think, I think maybe like the draw of PJ Fleck. Cause he's kind of like the, PJ Fleck is like the most exciting thing people will probably know about Minnesota and, and, and they'll row the boat and all this different stuff. And I do think for him, his case, like if Minnesota gets to the, the conference championship, like that's a good thing for him and a kind of a step in the right direction for that program. Um, so that'd be cool. But I don't know that I'm like intrigued by an Ohio state, Minnesota. I'm not, I'm not intrigued even by whether it's Ohio state, Michigan and Minnesota. I don't think either of those really draw. I, I think Ohio State, Iowa could be interesting simply because that defense is really yeah. friggin' good. I still think Ohio State would win. Um, here's why I do think it might be compelling. Uh, PJ Fleck's a bit of a knob, and PJ Fleck can be a knob in the in the public, and he's but he's kind of endearing. And I kind of think, I kind of think it would be compelling simply because he's an a hole and has that ability <laughs> to be one. And to generate interest because of, of his personality. It's one of those like watch, like hate watch type things. Like, oh, I want to see him lose, but also, yeah, yeah. you know, but if no, he wins, no. if he wins, those same people will be like, oh, good for PJ Fleck. Oh, Ohio State <laughs> would blow them out beyond like reason. Well, we then, hey, we might have a uh, Minnesota preview here in a couple weeks, but or, the uh, a conference championship preview in a couple weeks. But the lead up to the game, I think, would be interesting. Third. And this was, you know, Jim Harbaugh finally answered coming off the bye questions about whether this scandal has hurt his contract extension. He said, uh, I, I don't believe that's accurate. Um, I'm just curious because th- this thing continues to get bigger and bigger and bigger. I think it's going to die down at some point. But if if Michigan ends up being sidetracked by the scandal and it hurts their their focus and they lose a game and then let's say they just kind of fall apart at the end of the season and they they fall short of being a playoff team and Ohio State gets a a, a fun win uh the the weekend of Thanksgiving will the Michigan scandal cheapen Ohio State win there will be people who try to argue that like there'll be people who say oh well if they didn't have this you're going to try to do that you, well, well, there's a the- chance What's the problem though, Nick? Like we can't sit here on this show and talk about how like, well, it's a loser's mentality if if the Ohio State side of this is like, well, we would have beat them if they weren't stealing our signs and all this different stuff and say that that doesn't matter and that we're still crediting Michigan for just woefully destroying and whooping that ass of Ohio State the last couple of years. Like we can't say that on one side of our mouths and then the other side be like, well, if Michigan loses focus, then – 
you know, this cheapens Ohio State's thing. Because, like, again, this is all – it's all part of the same, I guess, overarching umbrella of competitiveness, right? Like, Ohio State, if they had a hand in leaking this information and getting this out there, like, this is what they were trying to do. They were trying to get in your heads just the same way it was trying to get into their huddles and steal their plays and understand what was happening. So, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and discredit it just because it's uh, – you know, it, it. I guess the 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 – if, if, if Michigan loses focus, like that's on them. Jim Harbaugh keeps saying he's got a one-track mind. He's focused. So if he can't keep his guys focused, then that's on him. Be really honest because I want that ass. <laughs> and I don't want any excuses if Ohio State goes up to Michigan and beats Ann Arbor. I don't want any excuses. I don't like but You're annoyed excuses. that this whole thing came out in the first place. You're just like, Yes, I'm annoyed because in the end, I think it's going to be uh, – Compared to what people want, I think it's going to be a slap in the wrist. And so it's just going to be a distraction. And if that causes Michigan to lose its dominance, I don't know. I want Michigan to be undefeated going to that game. I want them to look like a machine because then if and when Ohio State gets the dub, it's going to be pure. I like pure wins in this rivalry. Mm. I like pure wins in this rivalry. I don't like cuckold but how wins. Can, but how can you say that if then Michigan was stealing the signs? Because that wasn't technically a pure win. I mean, I know no. it happens. It's going on everywhere. But, like, is, is it technically that's pure not, no, if they were doing this. it that stop way? This. Stop this right now. With respect <laughs> and love. That's not why they kicked your ass. They've been tougher than you. I understand. They've been but, the better but if, team. But if you're going to say that this whole thing distracting Michigan means that they now they're not they're not going to be at their best, then you could argue that like Ohio State was at at least even maybe somewhat of a disadvantage because Michigan was illegally stealing their signs no, the way that no, you're, you're you're this is a the loser mentality. I cannot handle it. I want, I'm not saying I believe that, I, I, but I took the other side of this, which was like, no, it doesn't cheapen it for either side. It doesn't I cheapen want, it for either one. I want unimpeachable wins Ugh. because then um, it just is, it will piss off Ann Arbor fans so much more if they don't have an excuse to fall back on. And I want it. I crave it. Now let's get to our fourth. We need more time here. to have this argument because we disagree. Oh, oh we're going to be bringing it back. <laughs> just, just so you know, we put it okay. in, in this segment to get a taste, but at some point we're bringing it back much like just we did tip. with Ma- Maserati. Ma- oh, that's, all I ever do. That's all I got, Bob. Um, where will Ohio State be ranked when the first, the inaugural for this season, college football playoff rankings come out? Uh, man, I, I don't want to be like too negative here. I'm going to say four. I think they're in the picture because it's Ohio State and they're going to say like, oh, we trust it and all this. But I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they're like the first team out because I think that the commit one and two are are decided it's going to be Georgia and Michigan. I think that's pretty obvious three and four where it gets interesting because you got an undefeated Ohio state team, but their offense doesn't look that impressive. It's going to come down to like strength of schedule and all these different things. And I don't know, like, could you put Florida state who's looked better in recent weeks, even though they almost lost to bull Boston college early in the season. Could you put them at three? Could you put Washington at three? Cause of the three teams, Washington probably has the best win of these three teams that we're talking about in, in beating Oregon. So maybe Washington's three and then Ohio State's four. But I, I, I could see FSU going ahead of them because their offense is better too. So I think Ohio State probably should be four, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're the first team out right now. I think Ohio State should be top two. Oh, my God, Nick. You're drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> You're drinking the Kool-Aid. They, they've beat Notre Dame, Penn State, and are coming off a 
uh, a double-digit win over Wisconsin in Camp Randall in a night game. The, mm. Of all the top four teams, they're the most <laughs> – uh, in, the, in the AP top 25, they're the most proven teams. Like – and I'll be honest with you, everything that people have said about Ohio State, the unsexiness of their wins are the same things you can say about Georgia, Michigan – or Florida State in their best games. Maybe not Michigan because they've literally played nobody. But like in the ranked opponents Georgia's played, those games have been a lot closer yeah. than they should be. This is not it, the Georgia juggernaut. Uh, top two. I'm saying this it right is now, what, top two. This is what it always comes down to is like the splitting hairs, right? Because Ohio State probably has had of these teams like the hardest schedule in terms of like ranked opponents and things that they played. But I do think Washington gets the nod for the toughest win, the three that we're kind of talking about here. I, 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 I guess I can understand your sentiments. I don't think there's any way that they're ahead of Georgia and Michigan. And then I think the the, the other three what, we're talking about here are it out for the spots. What has either team done of consequence other than beat up on bad teams? Because to me, if this is really about what you've done, which is what this should be about, in my humble opinion, Ohio State and Washington deserve to be at the the, the top of this conversation. And then to me, it is probably Georgia and then probably Michigan and then Florida State. If I'm just going on the unbeatens, I just I just think at some point, like, to me, if you put Georgia one, it's about last year. And you shouldn't be doing that well, when it's Georgia versus Ohio State. They did State. that for Bama for if it's, years and years. Which, by the way, well, by the way, Bama's always lurking. They're always yeah. there just lurking in the shadows, ready to pounce into the playoffs. So don't be surprised if they're like, six or something like that and they're like right there on the outside looking in i would not be shocked but to me you don't that's blue blood on blue blood crime if this is if this was georgia versus air force well yeah all right one of these teams has been consistently <laughs> in the national picture and the other hasn't hey air it's force not. is undefeated though don't sleep on them all right what they they number three then they had ohio state there <laughs> yes all right guys Come in.